Do you want me to order a pizza? Whatever, I don't care. I already ordered a pizza. <laughs> you think about everything. There's a predator on the streets of Gotham City. A predator who's dropping criminals like flies. And the Batman is set up to take the fall. When the lines between good and evil begin to blur, Gotham turns against him. Batman, this is the police. You are under arrest. Freeze! This Friday, the Dark Knight stands alone. Cartoon Network presents Mask of the Phantasm. Friday, December 1st at 5, only to none. Welcome back to Owls Only, an Adult Swim podcast. And Alex, do you think women like to cheat like us guys like to do? I completely forgot that he fucking said that. <laughs> was very funny. Um, Explain what we're doing. <laughs> so we're doing the most like deranged. We did the most deranged double feature in the entire world because I noticed a couple weeks ago that um, like because I'm I'm always scrolling through the Fandango app looking for like weird movies and. I noticed that theaters were playing, like, Alamo Drafthouse was playing Batman Mask of the Phantasm. Which I had never seen. Yeah, and then the day after, they were playing, um, not Alamo, but another theater was playing um, Tommy Wiseau's The Room for, like, its 20th anniversary in theaters. Which Bryce has never seen. Yes. because <laughs> So we were like, we'll just watch both of them. And these are both Adult Swim movies. Um, Batman Mask of the Phantasm aired for the first time on September 17th, 2022. So it aired for the first time on Adult Swim pretty recently, but it's been on, like, Cartoon Network and Toonami a bunch of times. But um, they had it as, like, because they have um, Batman Nights on Toonami where they show, like, those, these animated Batman movies. So this is one of them they aired, like, last oh, year cool. in September. Yeah. And then The Room is probably, like, one of the most iconic Adult Swim movies that aired on April Fool's in... 2009, 2010, and 2011. That's funny. Three years in a row. Every year they would change it slightly. One year had like bumps with Space Ghost interviewing Tommy Wiseau. That's cool. And at the end they had like a short called Earth Ghost where it's like Space Ghost. It's like a day in the life of um, George Lowe. There's two versions of it. One is just a day in the life of George Lowe who's Space Ghost voice actor. Right. And then the other one is Earth Ghost where it's that same short but they like digitally superimpose like a really shitty Space Ghost like 3d model over all of the f footage of george um so they aired those after um one of the room airings one of them i think they aired a tim and eric episode with tommy wiseau guest starring on it um tommy wiseau's like a mystery man right yeah he's like a he's like a freak no one knows shit about him like no one knows anything about him he just kind of like appeared in america with like uh, like a seemingly endless amount of money and just like made this movie i mean i haven't people don't even know where he's born Right? Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched or read The Disaster Artist. I'm probably going to, but... I'll watch it with you. Yeah, that's like that's kind of like the biggest thing I know about it. But I want to talk about Batman first, because if we talk about The Room, it, we're, we're never going to talk about We're never going to get to Batman. So what did you think of Mask of the Phantasm? Uh, I thought it was good. I've never seen a Batman movie before, like an animated Batman movie before. Um, they're I'm, not, not, I'm not a big DC, like, so I, don't, I never had much of a relationship with DC as a kid. Uh, they're not this good normally. Um, gotcha. Okay, this is. I did like it. It was good. I th so this is like widely accepted among like people who are like actual like hardcore Batman fans is like the best Batman movie like in general. Okay. Um, I would agree with that mostly because I think. Um, I mean, 
the Michael Keaton and like the other ones from like that series, they're good. Like they're good movies, but um, oh, when we saw Batman Returns that one time, and we love that. Yeah, we're big Batman Returns heads here. Oh, yeah. we're, we're big Penguin heads at this podcast. That, that one was that was fun. I didn't think that was gonna be good because I saw it once when I was like eight. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I'll go watch a shitty Batman movie. And then I was like, oh, this is actually really fucking good. Yeah, we're, we're big, we're big fucking penguin heads here at Owls Only. It was fun, but um, and I do, I mean, obviously, the Dark Knight trilogy is like the Dark Knight trilogy is held up as like, oh, this is the greatest Batman thing ever. I think it's great, but I don't think it gets understood. I think they're great movies. I don't think they get why Batman is interesting, why I've, Batman is fun. I've still only seen one of those movies. Really? <laughs> yeah, I've still only seen the one with Bane. That's that's the worst one, which is I, I've funny. I've heard that. I, I've heard that. Um, they're good movies. I like them a lot, but I do think, um, like all of Gotham in those movies, they look like a fucking like. Sh- I mean, Batman Begins is a good Gotham, but like the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, Gotham looks like a fucking like two thousand eight car commercial. Yeah, I, I remember that from the Dark Knight Rises, and sure. um, I also. I'm going to give a very controversial take that no one is going to agree with, but I don't really like Heath Ledger's Joker that much. Like, he is... I've never seen his movie, so... He's, he's the definitive Joker to people, and he is amazing, of course. Like, it's a great performance, he's great in that movie, but I think it's become so fucking memefied, and also, it's... Ugh, I don't even want to fucking talk about. Well, no, I get what you're saying. Though. Yeah, I love. I mean, I love Heath Ledger's Joker, but I don't think he's the best Joker. And I think this movie is so mu- the way it deals with the Joker, the way it deals with like it's good because he's he's there in the periphery until the last act. Yeah, like he's in the like he's one of his um he's one of because the movie is about um well, the movie's basically about Batman and his girlfriend Andrea. I forgot what her last name is. Um, Beaumont. Fuck yeah. Andrea Beaumont, um, <laughs> Batman and his girlfriend, Andrea Beaumont, a lot of it is flashbacks showing them when they were, like, younger and Batman was in college and he was, like, still training to be Batman. Right. The, that, was he college-aged? That, yeah. That was supposed to be? The animated series never gave us an origin episode, so this is, like, the closest they did to, like, oh, an origin that's, episode. That's interesting. Yeah. Because um, the animated series just starts off and you're, like, right in the thick yeah, of it. you, Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get it. They don't need to do an origin because right, you fucking right. get it. Um... And I think I love it's. It's really like the if you separate it like from like the the flashbacks are about like this is the last possible chance that Bruce has to get off this fucking ride to like this is the last stop before right. this like this is the last chance he can have with with this woman Andrea to get off the ride before he goes full Batman right. and um. So Andrea Beaumont's father is like involved with these fucking crime lords and like Gotham and stuff, and they're gonna kill him. So him and Andrea run away to Europe after Bruce proposed to her, and she says yes, but then she gives the ring back and is like, "I can't marry you because you know I have to go to Europe I and hide." <laughs> yeah, and so um, I was in the bathroom. Did she explain that, or was she just like can't get married? She said that um, she said that like it was she lied. She said it was like it was too soon and they're too young or whatever and. Gotcha. Um, but so there's this amazing scene that is like, it's Batman in the Batcave, like, and he, Alfred's with him and he puts on like the Batman cowl for the first time and Alfred like gasps. Yeah. It's like, that's really cool because obviously it's the first time he's Batman, but also more importantly, like to Alfred, this is like, this is it. Like he's never going to have a normal life ever again. Like the second that Andrea left, he, it's over. Like he is, he is now like, he is now Batman. Yeah. I didn't even realize that that's how that was supposed to be read. 
It's so just good. Just because I don't know much about Batman. But. It's this... It's, so this movie was intended, it was actually made as a direct-to-video movie, and then they were like, actually, make it in 16 by 9 and put it in theaters, and so that they did. Um, and I think that for, like, because this is ostensibly a kid's movie, like, it was, I mean, it's an animated Batman movie, but I think this is a kid's movie that is more mature storytelling than, like, most Batman movies, or, like, most cape shit yeah, movies in I mean, general. It was, yeah, it didn't really feel like a kid's movie. Like, it's not, I mean, I'm, I'm fucking Batman, I, like, there's multiple references to like sex in this movie. Like characters, right. characters have sex in this movie. They just don't show it, obviously. Right. Unlike the second room, we unlike the second movie we saw because they show it in that one five times. They they show <laughs> it. They show it a lot. Um, fucking oh my god! No, <laughs> you can't stay on that man. I'm just imagining just like a scene of like her and Bruce having sex with that awful, with that, oh, that awful fucking pop music. And, like the. Like, it just plays for the length of the song. Yeah, like, oh my fucking god. Um, oh, it was, it was bad. But it was good. Yeah, but... but um, no. So, Batman... Yes, Batman. Um, <laughs> so, like, the Joker is also in part of this, because the Joker was one of, like, the crime lord's henchmen and stuff. Yeah. And um, so, one of the old guys, who's, like, the last one who hasn't been killed yet, he goes to the Joker and is like, we need you to help us kill the Batman. Salvatore Velestra. Yeah, and then the Joker just gets real fucking mad at him, because I think, something I didn't notice, that I noticed this time, was that um, the Joker gets mad when the guy implies to him, he's like, Joker, you're not, you know, clean either, but he's not talking about, like, his Joker activities, he's talking about his past life as, like, a criminal henchman, and Joker, that's what sets Joker off, because he does not like people knowing that he used to be a person he does not like people knowing that he used to be anything other than the joker see i don't know that so so like the insinuation that that like you know he's going to bring up like his past as before he was the joker that's why joker fucking kills him i thought it was because he fucking touched him i mean also (laughs) yeah but um no that's cool though that's why we're doing this because i didn't know any of the fucking context behind it i just thought it was a good movie kevin conroy's batman is insane it's amazing um, do you want to hear a really funny story about this? So yeah. the um, <laughs> the voice director on this show and on this movie is a woman named Andrea Romano. Okay. And not Andrea Beaumont. Yeah, Andrea Romano. And um, obviously, when you're doing these kind of like like shows with like fights and stuff, you have to have like f- sounds of getting hit. So right. C- Kevin Conroy would be in the studio going like, uh, 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 and he would just could just to fuck with it, he'd be like, uh. Andrea, oh, and so he does. He does <laughs> that. Funny. He does that exact line reading in this, like while he's like getting, well, not nice. fighting her. He does, but he does it just to, just to. It's like an in joke between like the staff. Of, That's really fucking funny. How do yeah. you know that? I heard it on another podcast. That's still, <laughs> um, cool. That's so cool. Um, so yes, like uh, Kevin Conroy, fucking iconic. <laughs> He is, he is the most icon- he is the most iconic Batman. Like he's the most iconic Batman voice. Everyone loves him. He's a th- I think he's Batman in the Arkham games if I'm not wrong oh, if I'm correct. Cool. That's cool. He's Batman in the animated series. Um he's Batman in like when he shows up in the other D- cuz DC passed away, right? Yes, he died. He was the first he was the first op- he's the first gay Batman, mm-hmm. which is awesome. He's also in the Venture Brothers. The only gay Batman. Right? Yeah, he's all for now. He's also in the he's also in the Venture Brothers because they got him to play Captain Sunshine, who's kind of like their Batman Superman like XB. So they got him, and he fucking gives it his all in that show. It's so good. That's cool. Um, That's really cool, actually. Yes. So Kevin Conroy is in the Venture Brothers as he does basically playing Batman. Um, so 
Like, he's just fucking amazing. Kevin Conroy's so good in this movie. Like, he's he's so good at balancing, like, the Bruce Wayne and the Batman. Like, I like how, um, like, his Batman voice isn't just, like, the Christian Bane, like, uh, Christian Bane, Christian Bale, fucking Christopher Nolan, Christian Bane, whatever the fuck. Just, like, (laughs) yeah, just, like, the, where is it? Where's the trigger? Just, like, the fucking, um... I fought a guy like this once whose name was the Joker. Like that fucking... <laughs> like that stupid fucking voice. Um, okay, I'm sorry. I, I love I love Christian Bale. I love Christian Bane. I love, um, I love the Batman movies. But it, his voice is... like His voice only gets stupider. Like his Batman voice only gets stupider. Oh, yeah. I remember. I remember from the last movie. Yeah, because that, that's not like... Not a single fucking person had a good voice in that movie. That's, yeah, that's when it's at peak stupid is in that last movie but um oh fuck i fucking love this show but yeah this actually this show is part of the dcau do you know what that is no (laughs) so it's the dc animated universe oh okay i could have probably figured that out and this was the mcu before the mcu because this is like late 90s early 2000s you have batman the animated series which kind of like starts from that trend of um like the Ghostbusters cartoon or um, uh, things like that, where it's like if you had a popular movie in the '80s, you get a cartoon based off it. So this is like right. this is, comes directly out of the popularity of the Batman cartoon, but then it changes Batman lore forever, obviously, um, oh, with like cool. the introduction of Harley Quinn and stuff like that. And oh, so, yeah, because you told me that was the first time she was ever on. Yeah, she's movie. not in this movie. Um, I don't think there's any room for her in this movie. Because another thing about no, this movie, is, I was surprised they brought the Joker in. Another, yeah, another thing about this movie is that it is perfectly paced. Yeah, like yeah, I would agree. If this were a Christopher Nolan movie, there'd be like 80 minutes in the middle where Batman's investigating some other thing, yeah. or like they'd they'd like Gordon would have like an 80 minute subplot or something like that. But no, it is just Batman, Joker, um, Andrea, and like Alfred, and then like the other criminals and stuff. Like kind of true. It's, it's just those four characters. It's so fucking. It's so well done. It's like it's one of the best because it's one of the best adaptations of like a cartoon to film that i've ever seen it's so short too it's only an hour and 15 minutes long they get you in and out but it still feels it feels huge um yeah it just the the thing that i liked about it i'm trying to remember what the fuck it was it was something alfred said at the very end Mm. when he was like vengeance is a poison oh yeah something he was telling him he was telling him that like um Andrea fell off into the pit of vengeance like long ago and he's and he tells bruce that he still walks that line every night and he prays he doesn't fall into it yeah um, that was good. I liked that because that is what this movie is about. Exactly. It is. It that's, is about. That's what I was gonna say that that, that summarizes the movie because Bruce and Andrea meet when Andrea is talking to her parents' grave. So yeah, and people think throughout the entire movie that Andrea is Batman and stuff. Like throughout the entire movie, they're like Batman, and then at, oh yeah, yeah. I, right. have, I have to ask you, um, who did you think the Phantasm was? Um, I thought it was the dad until. Uh, probably about halfway through the movie and then I was like it's Andrea okay yeah because they set it up as the dad but I think it's such a brilliant fucking twist to have it be Andrea I thought it was the dad and then then I realized I was like no it's not gonna be the dad yeah um so they they, when you meet Andrea she's talking to her mom's grave Mm -hmm. and I do love I wonder if her mom was killed in like mob stuff I don't know if they ever talk about how her mom died yeah I was gonna ask is she like a character that matters or is she just for this movie Andrea she's only in this movie like not even in comics or anything I could. I don't know. I know there's a sequel comic to this. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. It doesn't matter. I was just yeah, wondering if she I don't, had like a broader character. That... It's it's been like six years since I've watched Batman the animated series, so I don't. I don't think she's on the show. But um, 
That's cool. It is the show. It, the movie is very much about like Bruce and Andrea and like how both of their relationships to like their trauma shapes their relationship and their future because like it's like good ending and bad ending. Yeah, but also Bruce really does not have the good ending either. No, Cuz the good ending would be both of them except like just you know not giving a fuck and just using all their money to fucking well, right. live happily ever after. It's a after. movie about decisions. Yeah, like it's not about it's cuz it's although on I guess if you want to go the vigilante route, it is good ending versus bad ending. Right. Because Andrea is like a fucking um, crazy murderer. Exactly. She's the She's the phantasm. And then Batman is just Batman. Like That's he, what I meant. He doesn't kill people. He tries to save people's lives. Although he gets he gets pushed to his fucking limit with the Joker in this movie. Yeah. Where he's um because like the the Joker fucking like blows up the entire park at the end and like he's flying away and Batman tries to pull him down and he's like, What are you doing? I'm your only chance to get out of here and Batman's just like, I don't fucking care and like once <laughs> and just like once because he's just so fucking done with the Joker. Yeah. Um and God, there was there were you did not undersell Mark Hamill Joker. It's he's so yeah, good. He's good. He's good. I remember we were like sixteen, and I was like, "No, the best Joker is Mark Hamill." You're like, "Where was he the Joker?" And I was like, "Oh, the animated stuff." He's like, "Oh, that doesn't." You were like, "Oh, that doesn't matter." But yeah. no, <laughs> I did. Fucking <laughs> true story. He fucking rocks. Yeah, he's good. He's so good. He's the best Joker. Um, I just fucking love him. I love Mark yeah. Hamill. Go on. Go, no, but good. Mine's not related to what you're gonna say. Okay, I just fucking <laughs> I love Mark Hamill Joker so much. He's so awesome. Um, no, he was really good. I was gonna say, Batman always feels like Scooby Doo, like animated Batman. Yes, always feels like Scooby Doo. Positive, I don't know why. I don't slash know why. pause, slash positive. Um. <laughs> okay, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> it took me a second. You guys, there's no camera, but I just cut him like the most hard side eye I've ever cut anybody because like it took me a second to figure out what the fuck you were trying to say. Um, I th- that's what I really like about Matt Reeves' Batman movie, like the one with Robert Pattinson, is yeah. because... Does it feel like Scooby-Doo? Yes. Huh. There's, like, a scene where, like, there's, like, a fucking, like, you pull, like, a light down and it opens up, like, a secret bookcase and stuff. It's Oh, that's cool. It's, that movie, that movie is, like, if the Nolan movies remembered that, that, it's a, that they're Batman movies. It's something I didn't realize as a kid. Yes. But it's so obvious now that, like, they're, they feel like the exact same type of thing, and they pretty much are. Batman is Scooby-Doo, and that's... Right, and exactly. That's but when I it's good. I didn't realize that as a kid. Yeah, and that's when it's good. Um, I just fucking... I, Mark Hamill Joker is also... He's the only Joker... I mean, Heath Ledger Joker is does do funny shit, but, like, he's, like, he's the funniest Joker that we've had on film. It... it yeah, he's just charming. He does. He's, he's a good actor. He does funny shit all the time. He can like switch to like terrifying on a dime. He's just so. I'm not fuck with the smiles, bro. Oh, that's a I thing. I hated that shit. They yeah, do it all the time. Me, you told me, uh, they mentioned it at the start, actually. Yeah, they do it. They, like, they had a little pre-show at Alamo showing like, clips and stuff. They do it all the time in the show where they can't... Um, they can't fucking kill someone. They can't kill people because it's like Fox Kids. So instead they have Joker do like the smile thing to them, which is so much worse. They do it all the time. It's so sick. Um, and also that scene where like the guy, the fucking little like douchebag, little fucking cuck who's like always like... Um, yeah, Spencer. Yeah, the fucking <laughs> little fucking cuck who's always like... Um, getting in the way and then joker gives him like the fucking joker toxin dude that um that uh, th- that's another thing i thought he for a split second i thought he was the phantasm and then at the very I start could see of, that. at the very start of the movie and then i was like no this guy's too much of an asshole yeah i could see that but um that was nuts i was like what the fuck is going on yeah when he because he kept laughing the performance in that scene is amazing it too it's it so fucking good um 
I think my one of my favorite scenes in any Batman movie is at the very end when like all the shit's blowing up around them and the music is going unbelievably hard as fuck mm. and then Joker is just like fucking cackling his ass off because he realizes he's about to fucking die and oh, it's so good it's yeah. one it's just it's it's gonna be it's gonna be like it, this movie is still easy to talk about but there's gonna be a lot more for say about the room because like so much of this movie just boils oh, down to it fucking rocks yeah I was gonna say this movie it's a good movie but it's not like. It's just a, it's a Batman movie. It's good. Yeah, it's a good it, Batman movie. <laughs> I think it's it's probably I, I do think after rewatching it, it's my favorite Batman movie. I don't think any of the Batman movies care about Bruce Wayne the way this movie cares about Bruce Wayne. Um, it's also something I want to talk about is both with this movie and The Room is um, I want to talk about like the Flash movie that came out real quick. Yeah. Do you know what's insane? You know, I just realized like not only have I not seen most of like the Dark Knight trilogy, uh-huh. I think this literally makes like. Batman movie number three that I've seen, period. What are the other two? Oh, Batman Returns and, and Dark Knight and Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Unless you count, like, Batman vs. Superman and stuff as a Batman movie. No. I, I've only seen those three. I'm just realizing it. That's crazy. Um, So The Flash brings back, like, fucking Michael Keaton. And, does, and they have... And they have ben, I have not seen The Flash, but I know Bryce, Bryce did. And they have Ben Affleck in the, as Batman in the beginning, like, the first fight scene. And they... they so, no, here's what, here's what they do. It's Ben Affleck... And Ben Affleck, they start off like the normal DC universe. Ben Affleck is Batman, and then uh, um, if you care about flash spoilers, um, I don't care. Um, I don't care if you Spoiler care. Fuck off, guys. <laughs> um, For the so then flash. The Flash goes back in time and it tries to prevent his mom from dying, and it changes the timeline. And um, when he goes back to like what he thinks is the normal time, it he ends up um, he gets like kicked out of the time stream by like a, a reveal later, and. Um, okay. <laughs> he ends up in 2013 where he meets like his younger self. He has to give him he give his, his younger self also Ezra Miller plays it like um like the like the uh surfer fish from SpongeBob. Yeah, you told me that. <laughs> where like his younger self is always like <laughs> fucking unbelievable decision. Um <laughs> And so but whatever. The so director said <laughs> Find a way to differentiate them. <laughs> so what? Whatever. Um, all this shit happens, but like because they changed the timeline, now Batman is Michael Keaton, and <laughs> um, are they just rolling with that now? No, because he's not. He's been Batman before. What the fuck? Who's Batman now? Mm, I. That's what I'm about to talk about. So after. So while they're making this movie, they're making the infamously canned Batgirl movie. You know about that, right? I, I know that for a brief period it existed as a concept. The Batgirl movie was totally filmed. Oh my god. It was finished, and they shelved it, they cut it for tax purposes. That's why it's such a huge deal. That's nuts. And the Batgirl movie is about, um, Mike... cut it for tax purposes? Yes. For, like, lost revenue? Yeah, they, 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 they wrote it off for tax purposes. So the Michael Keaton Batman... Damn. So the Batgirl movie is about, like, Batgirl, and her mentor is Michael Keaton Batman. Mm-hmm. And so the original concept for this ending that was screened a few months ago or, or whatever is that... Um, the Flash comes back to the present after changing one thing, but not like the huge thing, just to get his dad out of jail. And um, he and Michael Keaton, Batman, and the Supergirl, because they introduced Supergirl in this movie also, and she's great. She's the best part of this movie. I hope they keep her in the DCU going forward, because who fucking cares? Well, because we're gone, right? Huh? It's gone now. Yeah, she's fucking awesome. But like her and Michael Keaton, Batman, both die at the end. Um, but then like, they... Actually. Yeah, okay. they changed the timeline, okay. and so 
and this is like the ending right up to like the moment of release like there's trailers and like there's commercials airing with like you can see like an uh, like a different version of the ending scene with supergirl there at the end where like the flash comes back to like his to like the present and you're supposed to be like oh now michael keaton batman and supergirl are here but ben affleck isn't and like so whatever but then instead of this is this is gonna blow your fucking mind of how stupid it is. They're like days of future passing this shit, but badly. They're gonna this, <laughs> this is gonna blow your fucking okay, mind. All right. So instead of that, they cut that. Keaton Batman and um the Supergirl don't appear, and instead they have fucking George Clooney Batman from Batman and Robin. Just just cuz? Just cuz. Alright. Um, he is not signed on to any future movies. They're not going to do anything with him because they're obviously rebooting the DCU. It's, when you told me that DC movies make exactly as much money as Marvel movies, I almost shat my pants. I mean, not exactly, but like, <laughs> like around, the, around the... To me, as like an, as a consumer, I don't watch them because yeah. they're bad. That's why the Flash, <laughs> that's why the Flash flopped. Because yeah, people were like, why did the Flash flop? Because the general audience does not like this fucking universe. Because it's bad. That's why the Flash flopped. I, I'm, I'm much closer to the general audience than you, I think. And yes. I don't watch them. Yes, that's because <laughs> the Flash fucking... It, fl- it flopped because the general audience does not like these characters. We, we literally tried to watch the Snyder Cut and, and we, we fell asleep. do it. Yeah. We couldn't do it. I might try to give that another shake just because I hear people saying it's actually good. I don't think it is. There's no way it's good. You know that, right? Yeah, there's no way it's good. But, um, fuck, I hate Zack Snyder so much. But, um, anyways, so, they told us for forever that the, that the Flash was going to reboot the DCEU. And then they didn't. Into the DCU, right? It's gonna restart, it's gonna end up, like... Why wasn't it DCU from the start? That's how I knew this was gonna be bullshit. I don't know. Because it was not DCU. The James, so now James Gunn is like, okay, so... we're being told this is going to reboot into, like, the new James Gunn-run universe, and it just doesn't. Well, probably for the best. I mean, yeah, just probably... Just it all off and start over. Probably for the best, but it's just so funny that it was marketed as that for so long, and it just... It kind of just didn't. Like, it just... It kind of just doesn't. Like, it doesn't... Because, like, they're not going to fucking bring George Clooney Batman back. They already have... Ugh, I hate DC. So does that make five Batman? Four Batmans for this iteration? Right, so... Just, just for this DCEU iteration. Only two. Only, no, three. Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, and then a split-second cameo from George Clooney. Oh, Pattinson's not considered part Pattinson of Pattinson is its own thing. Okay. But here's the thing. They're going to introduce another, another Batman to be part of the DCU. They're not just using Pattinson. Why? Oh, yeah, you told me that. Why the fuck are you going to do that? Like... I mean, because it doesn't fucking matter. I mean, I don't care. Like, I guess, I guess the reasoning, I guess the reasoning is because, oh, we want to keep it to like its own trilogy, like the Dark Knight Rises. Like, whatever, just keep it to your own trilogy, and then don't fucking just don't do crossovers and make a canon. Or like, you can do crossovers, but like, just don't make the cro- don't make it so you have to watch the crossovers to watch like the Batman trilogy or whatever. Yeah. Just fucking. Oh, I fucking hate DC so much. So what's gonna happen is now we're in 2025 slash 2026. We're gonna get like. The Batman Part 2 with Robert Pattinson. We're going to get Superman Legacy written and directed by James Gunn, which is going to be good. Okay. And then we're going to... You're excited for that. That's a good superhero movie, right? Of course I am, yeah. never had one, right? James... I mean, no, the 70s Superman movies are good. Well, since the fucking 70s. Yeah. It's 50 years ago. Um, And then um, the fucking... So, yeah, Superman movies going to be really good. And then there's going to be another Batman movie called The Brave and the Bull. Directed... They just hired the guy who directed The Flash to direct that one, so... Which is why everything, general, 
Comic book fans, oh my God. <laughs> comic book fans love Robert Pattinson as Batman so much that they're not gonna give a shit about this guy. He's gonna be like the he's gonna be like the weird off-brand version of Batman that you use for your DCU, especially for getting the fucking Flash director to do it. Fuck, fuck DC. <laughs> they can't do anything right. Like even, so even at least Marvel's still going strong. Uh, I don't know because Namor and Kang are fucking facing. What Namor like, do? Namor fucking raped somebody apparently. Namor. Yeah, I still have not seen that movie. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Which the what kind of forever rules? But um, Namor and uh, Kang, Namor raped someone well, Kang, apparently, like, and beat someone, and right? Kang mercilessly beat the shit out of a woman. And so these are two like major characters for the future of Marvel, and they they still well, they still haven't cast the Fantastic Four yet. Kang's easier to deal with. Just be like yeah, different guy. That's true. I guess they could do the same with Namor, but whatever. They haven't. They also they announced the Fantastic Four movie in like 2019, right? Yeah. And they have not cast it yet. Still. Yeah. Well, you know the pandemic. Okay. No. 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 <laughs> I know. Because I know. <laughs> Superman Legacy was announced in November, and yesterday they announced the casting for Superman and Lois Lane. I mean, I'll be the stretchy guy. I'll do it. Yeah. You can. You can be Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> I'll go do it. I'll go. Do, I'll go be Mr. Fantastic. Yo, you can go be Mr. Fantastic. Um. Fucking. Oh my god! It's they're both shit shows right now. <laughs> gotta move on. <laughs> they're both complete shit shows. Um, we, we gotta move on to the room. The important part of this is that um, Batman. The Bat- just watch Mask of the Phantasm. You just went on like a fifteen minute rant about the DCU. <laughs> it's because it sucks, and because this is so much like you don't have to, you don't have, like this. You don't have, we don't have any other opportunity to talk about it. So no, this is this is a movie that exists within like an MCU type universe. Yeah. But you don't have to watch a bunch of bullshit to get it, and it's not they just they don't fuck it up. It's just like, yeah, oh yeah, you can you can you can sit down and watch this movie, but if you sit down and watch this movie and then go and watch like a bunch of episodes of Justice League or Batman Beyond or whatever, yeah. you understand that like how these things go on to affect Bruce Wayne. It's like it's the perfect version of like the DCU already exists. It's this shit, it's the DC animated right. universe. This is the MCU for DC fans. Like, like actually, I, like it's like I said at the start, it's good because it's just like fuck you, Batman. Like, yeah, it's just Batman. You know who Batman is. Yeah, watch your Batman movie. This is this is the DC. This is like the MCU for DC stuff. Is this shit? Well, because I remember the Marvel animated shows. I imagined it was the same concept. Yeah, just like watch watch the Batman, watch the DCEU. They're fucking good. Watch Batman the animated series. Watch Superman the animated series. Watch Justice League. They're much better than any of the fucking schlock you're gonna get. Whatever. We're going to talk about Tommy Wiseau's The yeah, Room Yeah, we're going to move on to The Room now to decompress. <laughs> um, so, this is my first time seeing The Room. It's my second time seeing The Room. Yes. Um, I, so, I obviously, I'm kind of a fake Adult Swim fan because I, this is a huge part of Adult Swim lore because it aired on April Fool's three times. And April Fool's 2012 starts off with the first 30 seconds of The Room. And then it cuts to Tom from Toonami in his ship after Toonami was oh, off the that's air when for it like came like like the thing again, right? Yeah, that's and so that was like, I mean, I like Toonami. I don't have like the giant boner that everyone does, so it's I, not. I just like Bleach. It's so. not like you. I mean, I love Tom. I have, I have, I love Tom. I love Toonami and all that stuff. But like every, a lot of Adult Swim fans say, oh, this was the best prank, and nothing will ever beat this ever. I don't think that's true. It's funny. I think there's better pranks. I think it's funny. It's not. They don't like it because it's funny. They like it because it's cool. They like it because Toonami came well, back. That's stupid. No. Like, I mean, they like it because Toonami came <laughs> that's back. That's stupid, but you know what I mean. Um. But, like, so a lot of people will say, like, this is the best prank. You can't ever say any other prank is better than this. I think Pibby was the best prank. Okay. (laughs) Okay, dude. Um, you have, you have alerted the horde. I know, I was about 
was saying I just fucked us. You just, you just, <laughs> there are the fucking, um, fucking the Pibby fans have like a fucking web crawler that crawls every single thing ever uploaded to the internet you're that welcome. utters, engagement, that, that utters the word Pibby and yeah. you fuck, you fucked us. Engagement, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, it's over. This is the last episode of Owls Only. I'm fucking <laughs> shutting it down. It's over. Anyways, um, the room. I'm just gonna. We're just gonna assume everybody's seen it. Yeah, of course. Cause like also, it's bad. no, it's <laughs> it's like it's 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 camp. It's amazing. Camp it's is not exactly what you would yeah, use to describe. It's it. not so. So there are so many movies that are like, oh, it's so bad, it's good, and not a single one of them are come close to this because this was I made. I agree with that because every because mo- like fucking sci-fi likes to shit out Sharknado movies and be like, oh, you're welcome, like, <laughs> like you know, like they're like, oh, it's like it's so fucking like like post irony, like hey, we're so cool, like right. we're making a bad movie no, on purpose. Movie, th- but like this movie is made. This is Tommy Wiseau's full heart and soul, and that's why it's amazing. Do you know what outsider music is? No. Um, outsider music is like rock and roll McDonald's type okay. people that it, the difference between outsider music and parody music is outsider music musicians think that what they're making is good. Yeah. And think that what they're making is on par with everything else that exists. Yeah. No disrespect to the rock and roll McDonald's guy. Um, that's what this movie is. Yes. It is just, it is goofy as hell. I think it's one of the funniest, I, th- it's, I think it's probably like the funniest theater experience we've ever had. Uh, it's most I've laughed at a theater. Yeah, actually, I mean. Like probably ever. Yeah, I think it's the most I've ever laughed in a theater. Like it was. And the entire audience was like losing their shit. Yeah, because obviously if you're going to this, yeah, you know what every, it is. Everyone that was there has seen it probably more times than I have. Um, This is also a fucking like, this is like. The first half of this movie is borderline porn. <laughs> yeah. So when I first watched this, I was not sober. So I only, I remembered it being shorter than it was. I got up to use the bathroom at a part where I, honest to God, thought it was about to be the climax. Uh-huh. And I come back and I sit down next to Bryce and go, hey, dude, it's been an hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I was going to, I didn't want to get us off topic earlier, but when you were talking about pacing, I was going to be like, you know what movie is not paced well? <laughs> The room. Um, I think that... Oh, when they were airing this on Adult Swim, apparently they had, like, massive, like, black boxes obscuring all the sex. Oh, yeah, there was, like, boobs. Like, it's fine. I mean, we're adults. But, that, but like, I get why they didn't show and it also, on TV. And also, like, they go for... Th- the scenes go for so fucking long. The entire length of the song. I really think like, they... Just, like, they, there's they just, like... to the song. There's just 30 seconds of Tommy Wiseau just, like, thrusting into this woman. Yeah. It is insane. And it was egregious, too. Um... Like by the so they did it five times, two of them were was it like the second time they they showed Tommy and um what the fuck Lisa, Lisa. um it was very clearly just leftover footage or it honestly may have been the same footage <laughs> just the reused from, footage I, it may have been the same footage <laughs> from the start or like B roll from it because yeah. like there was roses and candles that they did not set up <laughs> and it was just really fucking funny well, he's just he just keeps on like tearing off the fucking rose petals and yeah. just tossing them on yeah. her um. So I think this might be the most misogynistic movie ever made. It's it's yeah, it's a it's a good contender. Did this, you did you find out if, if this passed the Bechdel test? Oh fuck, I did not. Let me look it up. You, um, you talk. So this is just like this is like Tommy Wiseau's hate letter against women. Yeah, like it feels like it was written by a middle school boy. Yes, it feels like it was written by a middle school boy after his first um breakup, and because it's just like. 
It's about, obviously, it's about um, Johnny, played by Tommy Wiseau, and he's just, like, this fucking perfect man. Like, he's, he's um, he has, like, a ward. He, he has, like, a little, he has, like, a little fucking... He does have a ward. <laughs> he has, like, a little fucking sidekick that he, like, pays for his tuition and lets live in his apartment building and is just, like, you know... He fucking, he's so nice to all his friends. He's, just like, the greatest person in the world. And then, um... His girlfriend is just like a horrible, evil bitch with no redeeming qualities who cheats on him for the fun of it and just like other things like that. And they, it's not like, I mean, obviously it's The Room. Like, I'm not going to sit here and talk about, oh, it's not the realistic. The Room passes the Bechdel test. <laughs> I bet like one of the scenes with her and her mother her passes. Her mom. Yeah. Um, her mom is also like fairly misogynistic in the sense that she's just like the most annoying like I old for- woman stereotype. I forgot that her mom acted like that. Uh-huh. Like... I was just like, holy shit. The entire time I saw her on screen, she was just like, marry for money. What the fuck is wrong with you? Or the scene where, um, I think the one of the best sequences in the movie is when Denny is involved with a drug dealer for no reason that never comes back. I'm Yes. I'm pretty sure his name is Danny and Lisa just mispronounces it and she says his name the most because everybody else calls him Danny. Where? I'm gonna call him Denny. Well, no, no. Th- that's just really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um... But, like, so Denny um, is buys um, an unknown drug. They never say what drug it is. He literally, later in the explanation, switches it to, oh, no, it was just money problems. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... <laughs> like, they don't even stick with it. So Denny buys, like, some... Un- Denny, who is um, Johnny's ward, like, his little, his little fucking um, boyfriend. And all we know about him is that he's... 18 and in college yeah. and Johnny pays for his apartment. Well, I I wanted to I want to say a funny word like boy slave or like boy lover, but like I I said boyfriend. I was like, wait, that's actual that's a real word. <laughs> <laughs> I just made me sound super homophobic. This little fucking boyfriend. Hey, Denny's funny because in every single scene he's like, hey Lisa, can I kiss you? <laughs> And, then, like, and she's like, no, and he's like, ah, I was just kidding anyway. And then he goes and he goes up to Johnny and is just like, it's like, Johnny, I think I'm in love with Lisa. And then Johnny's like, no, you're not. No, no, no. What he said was, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> he said, that's fine. <laughs> it's fucking, it's fucking crazy. And, um, and fucking. Are we both responding to the same text? Yeah. Sorry, our friend just texted us. Um, fucking. So, oh, we're gonna have to cut that out. <laughs> what? Just uh, the long space of me just no, saying, oh, no, fucking. no, 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 just keep going. Uh, but yeah, so Denny gets fucking held at gunpoint by like this random drug dealer, and then Johnny and Mark come and like beat the shit out of him, and like, we're taking you to jail. Yeah, he says, let's take him to the police. Let's take him to the police. The audio mixing, as someone who like makes music, the audio mixing is one of the funniest parts of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Because it'll be like a room. Something I noticed was at the end, they used, like, stock siren footage, because at the end, at the very end, like, after, spoiler alert, Johnny kills himself. Yeah. Uh, after Johnny kills himself, they sh- they have police sirens, but if you listen closely, which I was, there's, like, tire skirts at the end, and then, like, radio chatter, and it's just like, you're not inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> like, the audio, the audio in this movie is so fucking funny. Audio mixing is just all off. Um. Oh, hi, Mark. Fucking... <laughs> It's just, like, it's, oh, it's just so funny. Like, all the shit with Denny is just so funny. But, um, so, yeah, they take him to jail. And, like, the mom is just screaming at Denny. Like, she, and she's just, like, she's just fucking ripping into him. Like, she, like he's her fucking child. And he, he even goes, like, you're not my fucking they, mom. The funniest thing about that scene is that they established 45 seconds previously that they had, that was the first time they had ever met. Yeah, they're meeting for the first time. And she, like, grabs him by his collar. <laughs> 
Um, but I want to talk about this movie and how different it is for us versus I think a lot of people growing up. Because I saw like obviously what fucking joyless nerds on Twitter say doesn't matter. But like I saw someone say like, oh, imagine finding the room funny in 2023. Um, first off, this movie's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I do think that for a lot of older people, like older millennials and stuff, the room has lost a bit of its mystery because of, like the disaster artists and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. If you watch a movie fucking 60 times and you yeah. think it's the funniest thing ever, you're not gonna think it's funny anymore. And I do think that it's sort of like a huge part of like it's it's a huge part of like underground comedy culture and stuff like that. But this is something that like I mean I've known about it forever, but this is like me discovering it for the first time. And so it's yeah. just like the funniest thing in the world. I'll be straight up. I didn't know about this movie until I was like sixteen and I saw the Jontron video about it. Yeah. Which I feel like is the case for a lot of Zoomers. Yeah. I mean, I knew about it because of the Adult Swim connection, obviously, right. but I just never watched it like, until now. I have now. no idea. Like, I thought, I, did, I, I didn't realize it was 2003. Yeah. I thought it was, like, a little bit more recent than that. Yeah. Like, as soon as you get into the, as soon as you get into, like, this whole scene of, like, caring about, like, underground comedy and caring about, like, film and stuff, then you get in, like, you are... You are initiated into the room. Even just being on the internet, you're initiated into the room after well, a while. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like the um, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. And, right. Oh like, hi, everybody, Mark. Everybody knows that. Like all those, those are like the most iconic quotes and everything like that. Cheap, cheap, cheap should be one, but I, don't she, think I, it's, it's, I as, um, it's as memed as the other one. What does he say? Take your comments and keep them in your pocket. Yes. Who does he? Who does? Who says that? Um, I think it's Mark. Mark, Mark says it. The Peter. Yeah. Um. Fucking Mark is so funny in this. Like. Um. Like, Mark is so, so funny in this. Hey, hey, well, welcome back to Owls Only. <laughs> yeah, we had, to, we, had to, we had to pause for a second. But, um, so yeah, it's just, I do think that this movie is, has a very different connotation if you're, like, if you're, if you're a Zoomer versus if you're, like, an older millennial that's, like, dealt with this, like, well, forever. I, I could, I could, I get why people that are older wouldn't find it funny if they've yeah. seen it a hundred times. Yeah. yeah, but I... I truly didn't think this movie could live up to, live up to the hype, and it really, really, yeah, that was honestly, the first did. thing you said to me after. Yeah, I, I bought it on Amazon before I even got up out of my fucking seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He like did, he looked, he says he said, "Look," and I said, "You're gonna buy a DVD," and I was, and he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Do they have a DVD of this?" Yeah. You like lowered your eyes. You were like, "Yes." Yeah, because <laughs> um, I know one of the one of the few things I remember about this movie is like the tsunami ad when like cause I've obviously seen footage of the tsunami like April Fool's joke and. It shows, like, a little ad. It was, like, buy the room on DVD, and it shows, like, an Amazon link or whatever. Um, <coughs> so I've known this has a DVD forever, but, like, I do think that after seeing this, I don't think my Adult Swim DVD collection is complete without it. I think it's essential. Oh, yeah. Um, it's also, like, it's it's not that it's, like, an awful movie. It's just not good. Well, it's, it's, it feels, it feels, I said this to Bryce, it feels like the entire, like, it feels like... It feels like watching porn. Yes, but the entirety of it is the plot. Yes, um, we could also talk about talk about. Well, I think I think it's a I think it's a good movie, but not for the reasons he intended it to be. I think it's an oh, am- right. amazing movie. It is not, but it, like it's so enter- it's so entertaining. It's so watchable, but it's not for the reasons he wanted it to be. And it's cool that someone can care so much about something and have no shot at being good at it and still produce something of value. And I think also that um, this movie in terms of, because I've always, I mean obviously this is not something I say, it's something that's like basic knowledge, but like if movies should make you fucking feel things, and I do think like this is much more of a real movie than like the fucking Flash movie, you know? Because the Flash movie is like despite it being mostly competent, the Flash movie is just like fucking, it's fucking corporate diarrhea. It's just like I'm not even joking, I'd watch this over the Flash movie any day. It's just like, it's like, oh look at these 
these fucking cameos from this fucking bullshit. But, like, the room, like, the room genuinely brings people together yeah. in a way that, like, it's it's art. Like, the room is art. Well, you, the only context in which you ever watch the room is if one of your friends is like, hey, come over, I gotta show you this. Yeah, exactly. Like, you watch the room with friends. You go to see it at screenings with people. Right. Like, it is... No one's pulling the room up on Netflix. Like, it's just, that's not how you watch it. Yeah, it is meant for, like, group watching. So it does bring people together. Um, but, so yeah, it's just a great movie. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. I love the room. Um, I do want to talk about this movie. This is also kind of a similar experience to, um, when we watched Final Flesh. Similar enough. Your face fucking dropped. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't want to talk about Final Flesh. <laughs> we can Flesh. talk about Final Flesh. It's just, uh, that movie was, that's probably, that, I think for the rest of my life, that, that will be the strangest thing I've ever seen. I think so, yeah. Um, Final Flesh, for those of you who don't know, is a movie, um, made by PFFR, who did Xavier Renegade Angel, they did Wonder Shows and Hershey Holler, all shows that we love here. And, um, it was written, it was written by Vernon Chapman, who's like, basically wrote like Xavier Renegade Angel scripts, essentially. Not like actually scripts, but like he wrote like the same kind of jokes that would be in those like kind of scripts. Right. And he sent them to a bunch of companies that specify in producing fetish porn based off the scripts you send them. And so they do that. And, um, yeah, (laughs) it is the funniest fucking thing you've ever seen. Well, it's funny, but like, I know there was a few points where we both almost had to be like, are we watching this? (laughs) Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines from it is when, um, we were having sex last night. He yelled out the entire Bible word for word. (laughs) That just feels like a moral oral joke. That, that's definitely more of an Xavier joke, I think. Um, fucking oh my god it's so funny but yeah it just it just just did remind me of final flesh a little bit but final flesh is intentionally funny yes it it i get what you mean when you say it reminds you of final flesh the reason i made that face when you said it is because i didn't under i didn't agree at first but i know what you mean now yeah (laughs) like it's also the fact that both are just like borderline porn is also another reason why i say that so the other thing is the 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 strangest part of what's final flesh's rating I'm sure it's like X or like right. That yeah. might honestly make it the only X movie I've ever seen. I've never seen an, or NC seventeen. I think is the actual rating for it. Yeah, but I don't think I've ever seen one besides that. Me neither. Fuck um, him. it is, it's, the difference between the room and Final Flesh is Final Flesh is porn. Yes, like keep that in mind if you are gonna go look it up. It is porn. It's just porn. There's lots of actual sex that happens in it. Yeah, but a lot of it is also just like fucking PFFR nonsense, like joke humor. Yeah, um, it's, it's actually it's kind of the opposite of the room. It's it's yeah. It's, instead of it all being plot, it's all porn. Yeah, it's it's the opposite of the room. But um, they're fucking they're great movie. I love the room so much. It was fun. Um, I, I I love that it gave us Tommy Wiseau. Yes, it gave us Tommy Wiseau. Uh, they showed us Twonderware. You didn't mention Twonderware. Oh yeah, fucking Twonderware, which is like his. That's like a real thing. Yeah, I so I didn't. I obviously I bought this DVD right as I right before we even left the theater. Did you buy Twonderware. No, no, no. Okay. But my, my friend texted me and said, "Dude, buy Twonderware. You get the DVD of the room for free if you do that." Uh, so I'll do it. I'll do it. How you're much, gonna buy? How t- much is it? How much is it? I don't know. Well, you're gonna you're gonna buy fucking Twonderware. I'll dude? buy Twonderware because I think it would be really fucking funny to have underwear that says Tommy Wiseau on it. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up. I'm gonna it look better up. not be like sixty dollars. I'm, I'm I'm sure it will be. Yeah, but Twonderware. I'm unemployed. Oh my god. Nineteen ninety nine for the room DVD and Twonderware. Oh, I'll absolutely. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, I might do that the second I get hired. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Look at this. Look at this. You can get room DVD and one free on um, Twonderware. This Tom- website. I don't know if you guys have ever been on this website. 
it, this is my first time on it. This looks like a fake website. This yeah. looks like he's gonna, like, like fucking rip your credit card. Oh, he's gonna fucking rip your credit card and fund the room, too. Um, the place. Um, okay, <laughs> that's yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, and it, uh, seeing the laugh on on our we use audacity to record joyous. and seeing the laugh on it is fucking funny it's joyous um but yeah so it was an amazing experience i think that because i never really had an opinion on the room pranks um but now they've definitely bumped up my prank rankings i think i think they're like perfect they're perfect adult swim stuff because yeah. this is written it is like an adult swim thing you know yeah it's like an adult swim thing just like unintentionally which makes it like fucking all the more funnier right um, this, God, one of the, it's like, it predate, well, it doesn't predate it, but it, yeah, one of the funniest things about, um, the movie is when, like, Mark, like, I think Threaten throws, um, Danny, or no, he Threaten throws, um, Peter. what's, Peter, off the, off the roof, and he's like, oh, sorry, man, you okay? You okay? Like, are you sure you're okay? Are you sure you're okay? Like, seconds ago, threatening to, like, literally throw him off a fucking the, roof. I, the reason why the room's so funny is because there's no memory. There's no memory. None of the characters have any memory whatsoever. Yeah, what, whatsoever. Like, there's a point where um, Mark and Johnny are, like, arguing. They almost fight. And uh-huh. then the next scene, Mark is dancing with Lisa at Johnny's house. Yeah, like, like <laughs> the same party. There's just no memory. Yeah, like, <laughs> everyone in the room is just, like, Everyone in the room has, like, the memory span of, like, a fucking squirrel. Yeah. Like, actually. Um, oh my god. But yeah, I do think it's one of the most, like, misogynistic movies ever made. Because, like, the only redeeming female character is, like, the friend. Like, I don't know what her name Michelle. is. Michelle. Um, normally, I'm better with names than you. It's such a funny thing. Yeah, um, it is weird, Especially because um, <laughs> I've seen this movie twice. That's funny. But also, you better with names on Batman, too. Um, yeah. Well, like Michelle, she's like the only like redeeming female character in this movie. Like Lisa is just like Lisa is like an incel stereotype of what a woman is. Yeah, it feels like something I would have written when I was like fourteen. Yeah, I'm it not feels even like joking. it feels like it, it feels like like a like like a fourteen year old got cheated on. Yes, no, that's that's it, like it's what it feels like. If like a fourteen year old got cheated on and wrote a movie, and it also has like the most fucking dramatic ending ever, which is also perfectly in line with like teenager writing yeah, of like except Tommy Wiseau was like fifty when he yeah, wrote this. Of like, um, I bet you guys would be sad if I killed myself. It's like the funniest fucking ending, dude. It ah, uh, God, what was it? Fuck. Just lost it. I just lost my thought. Um, but yeah, so it is really just like if it's like like if a fucking really mad teenager like went upstairs after finding out his girlfriend cheated on him and like wrote a fucking movie and like this is the screenplay. Yeah. Like Lisa, I remembered. Lisa just kept being like, people were like, you have to think about how this impacts Johnny. And Lisa would just be like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, she's like, I don't care. I don't care about him. That's so fucking funny. Just, I only care about myself. I only like, care about having fun. She like said it out loud. She was like, what's the if if Mark can't make me happy, I'll find someone who will. Yeah, like, it's literally just, like, it's just, like, women are evil and will hurt you, the movie. Like, it's so fucking funny. But the reason it's funny is because it wasn't written by a teenager. It was written by a 40-year-old. Yeah, like, it's so... Who thought that it was good. It's so absurd how fucking funny this movie is. Yeah. Like, it really should not be as funny as it is, but it is, like, the funniest thing you've ever seen. You think you'd find fucking... it funny if you didn't know you were supposed to? Yeah, for sure. If I, if I, I think that makes it funnier if I didn't know it was supposed to be yeah. funny. Well, because, like, when we first sat down in the, like, theater, um, like, I turned over to Bryce. That was the second time people were about to, like, screw on screen. And he was like, are they going to do it again? And I was like, oh, yeah. And he, just, he lost his shit. It was, it's like a, it's like a fucking, it's like a family guy running gag where they keep on doing it. Yeah. 
it's like, like every time it cuts to it, there was audible laughter every time you, you realize they're gonna have sex. I think what's funnier is that halfway through the movie, they just stop doing it. Yeah, they just stop doing it. <laughs> There's like no callbacks to it. That, that's, when shit, that's when shit gets real. Yeah, they had the opportunity to have um, Michelle and, oh, I don't remember her boyfriend's name. I don't uh, remember it either. They had the opportunity to show them fucking, but they didn't, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody, fu- I don't think they show anybody fucking as, except Lisa and other people. It's yeah. Lisa and the, um, I'm surprised that she didn't fuck Denny. I thought she was going to fuck Denny. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah. So, Denny, Denny was a good character. Denny's a great character. I um, love Denny. The funniest character, I think pound for pound in like the scenes we got him was Michelle's boyfriend. Yeah. Just because he was what did he say? He was like, "Oh, I got, I got, I gotta go see Michelle later to make out with her." Yeah, he's like, he's like, "I gotta meet up Michelle to make out." Um, fucking. Also, the scene where um, one of the guys shoves the other one into the fucking yeah, trash yeah. Can. Mark like comes up and they're like being like they're. It's clearly supposed to be Tommy Wiseau trying to guess how humans interact with each other. Yeah, and they're like throwing a football around and. And um, Michelle's boyfriend said something about, like, leaving his underwear at Johnny's. And Mark was like, underwear? And then, like, shoves him into he a trash can? He shoves him so hard into that fucking trash and, can. And, like, like throws him to the ground. He's like, ow! Yeah, and, oh my god, it's an amazing movie. It's, and, like, for no reason. Yeah, it's like, he's like, underwear. And fucking shoves One more him. thing I want to talk about um, is when shit, like, really hits the fan at Johnny's birthday party. And that's, like, when everybody... So, at this point, Johnny already knew that... There was an affair happening, but yeah, didn't bring it up. Um, this random dude who they do not show you for the entirety of the movie comes in <laughs> and starts taking like a heavy interest in this issue and is like <laughs> talking to Lisa and it's like you got to think about how this will impact Johnny. This and you've never seen him this before. Random guy who we've never seen before. So fucking funny. He's like, um, he's like, you gotta think about, it. you gotta think about Johnny, you gotta think about our friendship. And she's like, I don't care. We've never seen this dude. Never in seen our this lives. guy before. Um, that's kind of all I have for the room. Yeah, that's the phantasm. It's, it's cool. We picked two movies. Uh, two amazing theater. They're both good. Yeah, two good theater experiences, and both of them are. They're both good. Mm-hmm. They both don't have a whole lot you can say about them, though. You can just you just go in circles. Yeah. Um, they're both great movies. They're both Adult Swim movies. Um, so which is like it's really cool because both, like I said, both these movies aired which on Adult means Swim. It fits our theme, and no one can complain about us talking about them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Fucking, they're they're great. They're great movies. Go buy the room on DVD. Uh, Mask of the Phantasms getting a 4K later this year. Um, go buy that shit. Don't buy the room on DVD. Buy Twunderwear. Yeah, buy Twunderwear. And you'll get the DVD. With uh, it. I should I should have got, I should have fucking done that. But they get, you can still do it. Yeah, but then I'll have two copies of the room. I'll, I'll have two copies of the room. Yeah, you give it to Grayson. Perhaps. <laughs> um, fucking. Well, I'll just put it in the thrift store and wait for someone to find it. Um, <laughs> don't even give it to him. Just put it on the shelf. Yeah. Fucking uh, great movies. Go buy them. Don't buy the Flash. Fucking <laughs> I Tommy. Oh, because I was shitting on the Flash so much. Um, the last gonna cease and desist. The last thing I want to say is Tommy goes into the replies of like a tweet about how the bad the Flash is doing on, on the box office and is like, who do you guys think is gonna make more money? It's like a poll yes. and everyone voted for the for the room. I saw that tweet. I saw one of those organically. It was like someone I follow. I think it was Pudding Person retweeted mm-hmm. it and um. Fucking, it was just Tommy Wiseau being like, can we beat this at the box office, guys? And I fucking, I hope they do. I hope they How do. How many theaters showed the room? What if they're showing it at an R theater? Probably like I, every that's theater. That's kind of what I'm thinking. They're probably like every theater. 
Um, I really hope that they do. I hope people come out for this movie. I hope it fucking destroys the Flash like everything is. It would be... It's not going to happen, but yeah. it would be really fucking funny if it did. I don't know, dude. The Flash is doing pretty fucking bad. What's the Flash at? Like, I don't know, but whoever it is is bad. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so that's it. We're going to fucking record an Eric Andre episode in like an hour. So um, we'll see you guys next week with the Eric Andre show. Um, When's this going out? This week, probably. Oh, okay. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Owls, uh, at Owls Only Pod, or you can follow us on Instagram at Adult Swim Merch Archive. Um, do you want to plug anything? Follow our stuff. Yeah, follow our stuff. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week Bye. with um, the Eric Andre Show.